0: Hey everyone, just a quick disclaimer before we get into the episode. We do talk, uh, Julie and I talk about marriage, relationships, keeping the marriage bed pure. If you know what we're talking about there, if you've got little ones, it may be best to listen another time or pop in those AirPods. So let's get into the episode. Welcome back to this episode of the Upper Room Family Podcast. I am coming off of a busy weekend with uh, Jackson and two other Trail Life boys and Matt. Uh, And so really just trying to throw this episode together. There's so much that we could talk about with that trip. Um, But so many of you have enjoyed having Julie on the podcast lately. So I convinced her to join me again. So hello, Julie. Julie.
1: Hello, yeah, he convinced me
0: <laughs> took took a little bit of convincing, but we're we're here together, and I think we've got a good episode for you. Uh, I'm gonna label this episode taking a stand. Um, and really, just talking about last episode was about our our marriage. and this episode, I think, you know, is just really about taking a stand, right? How do we protect our marriage? You know, marriage is beautiful. It's God's design. Um, you know, we've been married, uh, 16 years for us. I know some of you listening, has been many more, maybe some of you, many less, or you're just starting uh, your married life, or maybe you're single and you're hoping to be married someday. I just want to encourage you that this episode will still be relevant for you and, uh, in all of your relationships, but we're specifically talking about when you are married, how do we protect the sanctity of that union? So, Julie, you've got some verses there. I know that we flipped open, two. Why don't we start with that? We'll start with uh, Proverbs chapter 20, verse 6. What does that one say?
1: It says, Many claim to have unfailing love, but a faithful person who can find.
0: What does that say to you?
1: Oh, I, what does it say to me? Well, I think uh, God's trying to tell us that um, just finding a faithful person who can find a faithful person they claim to be have unfailing love they'll never fall out of love Uh and yet it's hard to find somebody who's where their yes means yes and their no means no you know your vow actually means something like you're not going to break a promise Uh and um, our hearts are fickle you know we we change our minds all the time on things and so
0: or we don't like difficult things. So if something's difficult, our solution is to get out of that difficulty somehow and and just avoid having the conversations or to step away, find someone new or find someone else that makes me happy. Um, I think our culture's pretty pretty, uh, pretty quick to um, to separate or to um, be tempted by uh, unfaithfulness. So Yeah. I see that verse and say, yeah, a lot of people say, I love you. I love you. Oh, I'll never love anyone else. And this is even pre-marriage, right? You may have, you know, a a long term boyfriend or, or even not, maybe it's, it's somebody, um, who really you've only been dating not really that long or courting and they're already saying, I love you. I love you. I love you. You know,
1: I feel like it's just sometimes like nowadays it's such, it could be a very empty word. Mm -hmm. It's just, we, I love apples. (laughs) oh, okay. Like in comparison to what? Like we just use the word love. We just throw it out there at anything and there's no weight to it anymore. You know, when it compares to how I love you versus how I love reading a book, you know, right. they, they're, they're not, there's no comparison there, mm-hmm. but we throw that word out, you know, love is love. Like what does that even mean?
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, yeah. Yeah. You can't define love. You can't define a word by using the word like love is what is love? Oh, love is love. You know? Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, and I think our culture so much in our, um, you know, just even in our relationships, right. Even if you're courting or dating, it's like, well, you know, you can still think other girls are pretty and, um, you know, it's okay if you just look, but, you know, don't, don't think more than that. And I think that's a dangerous precedent to especially be, you know, just thinking about my young boys who are getting closer to forming some of those romantic relationships or finding, you know, a, a spouse. I don't want, I don't want to teach them that, you know, I want them to, to say, okay, well, you're, yeah, I mean, maybe when you're, evaluating your options you know you can look at at beauty uh in multiple ways but you know if you've made that vow that commitment um to another you know your eyes should be steadfastly fixed there and it's it's not okay to look you may find other people attractive or boy that person's really handsome or or that woman's really beautiful um but to what end right i mean admiring beauty can be a dangerous, you know, first little dipping of the toe into, you know, other adulterous thoughts.
1: Mm -hmm. And I just reminded of, I think in Song of Psalms, you know, it talks about, do not forget the wife of your youth, you know, when things seem lovely. And then, you know, she, she fades a little bit and he fades, you know, and you got to remember that, that love that you had in the beginning, it probably changed, but um, you're supposed to enjoy the wife of, of your youth. So
0: I'm glad to still be in my youth. <laughs> Love you. Um, let's flip o- over to uh, the book of Hebrews. And I think you have it there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, go ahead. Yeah, what, what's said, the reference?
1: So the reference it's Hebrews 13, 4. And it says, Marriage should be honored by all, and the marriage bed kept pure for God will judge the adulterer and all the sexually immoral.
0: My version says, let marriage be held in honor among all and let the marriage bed be undefiled for God will judge the sexually immoral and adulterous. And you and I, before uh, hitting record here, we're looking at that word pure undefiled. And um, in my, Uh, Greek Bible here, it's uh, amenantos, amenantos. Uh, And it really just means unsoiled, undefiled, unstained. Um, You know, it's, um, you know, it's unpolluted. Some of these adjectives here of what this word means, undefiled by sin, uh, undefiled of marriage, Hebrews 13, 4 when you think of some of these words, unpolluted, unstained, unsoiled, I just think of, uh, I honestly think of these trail life shirts that we have that are white, you know, really nice trail life shirts. And you can't, you can't give it to one of these kids without it getting a stain on it. Right. And how quickly and easily those shirts got stained. And if you think of something that's pure, what's, what is pure, you know, Christ's forgiveness, you know, cleanses us, you know, white as snow. Mm -hmm. and you know the the perfect lamb was without blemish or spot and you know how how important that was and in order to do that you know the jewish culture would wrap these lambs in strips of cloth so that the cloth would would take the the soiling uh, but it would protect what was really needed to be pure and I think we need to take protection. We need to figure out what are those strips of cloth that we can wrap around our marriage, that we can wrap around the relationship to make sure that that marriage bed is undefiled.
1: Yeah, I think, and, uh, you know, sometimes I think I've gone to the full extremes of being almost a prude when it comes to purity. Like, you know, you're trying to keep your mind clear and what does purity look like? But, you know, I'm, you know, recently just working on how can I be more playful? You know, what is, what does purity look like in God's, uh, in God's way, you know, um, make just sex is awesome, you know, and between one man and one woman in the covenant union of marriage, that is good in God's eyes. And I think a lot of time our culture tries to make it so dirty and it tries to, um, just add so much to it. I mean, there were times in my life and we were talking about how do you protect that? Like I would be reading, you'd read books and there's always sections in the book and those thoughts and ideas come in your mind. And now you're thinking about that and you're bringing that into your marriage bed or you watched a show and it's not edited. We went through a season of, of that. And you know, you you know, if you're a visual person or whatever, you're bringing that into your marriage bed, those thoughts. Uh And, um, I know we struggled with that, you know, for a while. And then finally just really felt convicted that we weren't making, keeping it pure. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, we didn't know these people on the screen, but we are entertaining ourselves through these things. And that's, I think the word is voyeurism. You know, it's just, and these people are also not married and they're putting on the scene, mm-hmm. you know. It's and basically
0: it, pornography under the guise of entertainment yeah for like theatrical production right like you know netflix shows that sprinkle you know one sex scene in you know or a little bit of nudity here there and you know it's yeah i mean years and years ago we went through that season where we're like oh it's not that bad i mean it's just we're just you know it's just in the show whatever we'll fast forward or we'll whatever Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you know but those those images last and you know yeah um yeah, it creeps into your marriage. And so you do need those filters. And especially in this culture that seems to glorify any type of sexual activity or nature or, you know, whatever your bent is there, they mm-hmm. seem to just normalize it and try to make it okay. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not. It's not making that marriage bed pure. It's not making that relationship pure. So you really do need to, you know, be on guard for those things. If you're a young married couple, you know, you need to consider that. If you're a young man and you're married, but you still struggle with pornography use, like you need to get that in check. You need to open up to a brother. The statistics are extremely poor within the church walls about, you know, the struggle with pornography and, um, you know, it's it's a problem in the church that we need to talk about. We need to we need to lift our brothers and sisters up, you know, um, who are addicted to that, who are struggling in that way because they bury it down. It's it's shameful and it it to some extent it should be shameful. And that's the Holy Spirit telling you that, you know, that's wrong. You shouldn't be doing that. And that's one of the ways that you may be allowing or maybe believing that it's it's not harmful to anyone anyone but me you know i'm only i'm not i'm only you know sinning against myself but no you are you're sinning against your wife you're sinning against god i mean if that doesn't if that doesn't jerk your chains enough to know that you're sinning against an almighty god who loved you enough to sacrifice his son you know or His son you know willingly came and endured the cross to cover that sin you know uh, i think uh was it matt today in church said should we just keep sinning so that grace abounds all the more? I mean, grace is good, right? And I can enjoy, you know, this this sin that seems good in the time, and then, but I can also then enjoy the grace part of it too. You know, it's like, no, 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 you're you're you don't understand this concept, right? Grace is there to cover it, but you have to be renewed by the transforming of your mind.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought of something, and I just completely lost it, but. What were you talking about? <laughs> there's so many four wheelers driving by and I am just like, oh, goodness.
0: Yeah. Have you heard that? That was just uh, I was just living in the country. Um, all right. So, you know, we've talked about these books, Julie. I'm going to go back to them. These little don'ts for husbands books, don'ts for wives books. Mm-hmm. And there's until you catch your thought. If you catch your thought, you just.
1: I was just thinking that pornography is just not a man issue. It's also women. You know, oh, yeah. We, we yeah, we totally have the same issues. Uh, it just looks a little different. Maybe it looks more prim and proper, but it's just as wrong and raunchy, you know, and it's definitely more out there, I think, than mm-hmm. it was when I was younger. But um yeah, you need to be on guard. And then also just I mean, there's certain groups like I think of like Dr. Julie Slattery, who has authentic intimacy podcasts. I mean, there are godly women. And people out there on different podcasts like uh, the Fierce Marriage Podcast that talk about talk about these things and how to how to keep the marriage ed pure to who are actually doing the studies and the research. And I myself am trying to learn not to be um so prude, you know, as I try to clean my thoughts up, you know, and just learning to be, you know, playful. You know, you said like in 16 years from now, you know, you want my answer to be like, oh, you know, what do you what do you remember just most? is joy in being happy. So right. it's just like, how can I, and that's one way I'm trying a little to,
0: more flirtatious,
1: trying, trying to be more flirtatious, <laughs> <laughs> definitely more serious, I think. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of really good resources out there. Um, if, if you're looking for godly avenues to learn about that, so.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know if we haven't seen it yet, but that movie, um, What was it called the one that just came out about child trafficking
1: the sound of freedom
0: the sound of freedom or just sound of freedom was listening to the um john cooper's podcast cooper stuff and you know he had on um a guest there and they were talking about this uh the show and just you know so many um or what what his his guest said was if you are even just opening that door to pornography what the studies have shown is that men and primarily who become more and more addicted to pornography begin to go down a trail of Mm. stronger and stronger pornographic scenes, um, you know, more vile uh, sexual acts and younger and younger participants in that. Mm
1: -hmm. And,
0: you know, it's been shown in, in the studies that he cited that that is, That is where where the trend goes. So if you think that, you know, yeah, you may not be consuming that underage pornographic imagery of what these girls who are being traded in the sex trades are are being things that are being done to them on, on, you know, just unspeakable acts. You may not be consuming that particular bent of it, but you're certainly feeding the beast that is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as Christians and as Christian men, we need to be slaying these beasts, not feeding them. Mm-hmm. so a challenge to you all and just I don't know if that's one, something that you struggle with but um you know if you profess to be um, you know a Christian and you profess in Jesus Christ you need to you need to transform that area of your life and make it obedient to Christ and to the will of God and
1: yeah put the darkness in the light mm-hmm. and let the light shine yeah, The brighter.
0: light shines in the darkness and the darkness cannot overcome it so you need to fill that space with Christian uh, men with scripture, with Bible doctrine, and fill that void with all the light that you can. And when you're struggling with that or when you are tempted in that, you need to have a brother in Christ or a sister in Christ that you reach out to and and can open up with and just say, I'm struggling in this moment. Please pray for me. Can you call me? You know, Can you wash me in the word of God so that I can rekindle that flame? Right? So that's one of those movies that I keep hearing so much about. And it's like, I have thoughts of like, maybe I should go see it to support it. And then I also am like, I feel like I'm going to be so disgusted by what is in there that I just, I don't, I don't know that I want to see it. <laughs> you know. Anyway. Julie knows this. I am a jealous husband. I make no bones about it and I don't think I should apologize for it either, but it does, um, you know, jealousy in a, am learning to be jealous in a good way, a healthy way, uh, where, and I think Julie's a, a jealous wife, um, who is jealous in a good way, right? Not in a mistrusting way, but in a way of, um, in a way where we are just on guard, right? About, uh, keeping our marriage between Julie and I and being, being aware that, that, you know, the devil would like nothing more than to break up a strong Christian family and a Christian marriage and to drive a wedge in there and, you know, ruin something that God has ordained and blessed as, you know, a man and a wife becoming one. So, so we did give out these little books. And what's interesting is there's a section on jealousy. And I disagree with almost every one of these to an extent, because I don't agree with the author. I don't think the author is a Christian, but it was written in a time when, you know, there were, um, you know, Judeo-Christian values, just pretty abundant, but, and I know Julie has a section um, also for jealousy. So for those of you that like the don'ts for husbands, don'ts for wives, uh, few episodes that we've done, this is kind of a different take where I don't think I agree with these. So I'm going to uh, throw one out to Julie and see what she has to say for the don'ts for um, husbands. Ready, yeah. Julie? Yes. And, and you can grade me on these or if I uh, if I do these or don't. But anyway, here we go. Don't object to your wife going out with another man if you can't take her yourself so long as you know and approve of the man.
1: Yeah, that would, no. <laughs> uh, I don't think That
0: seems to be, like, inviting temptation, and and it's not because I don't trust you. I don't trust him, first of all, because another man who would take out my wife, like, I
1: just... Where are we going? I don't think that's a
0: good thing. Yeah. What are you going to that's so important that if you can't go, your wife's like, well, I got to go and I'm going to take (laughs) Jim. Like, what?
1: I don't think I've. Have I ever done this? Have I ever considered this? I'm trying to think of an example in our life.
0: I'm just shocked. When I was reading this, I was like, wait, what? What is he? What is this guy saying? Yeah. It's okay to go out with another man as long like as it's of him.
1: Like solo? Like I think there's a difference between like if our, there's a bunch of kids in the backseat too and there's just one parent. The only know.
0: man you can go with is Russell
1: <laughs>
0: or our Jackson. Son.
1: Our, our son. I'm just saying, yeah, I don't, I don't have any, yeah, that would, I would have that as a safeguard. I don't think that's appropriate. Um, just to say as, yeah, I don't even want to put myself in that situation. Um, as much as I'm able to, I'm trying to even think if that's ever happened, but no, I, I don't Yeah. And I wouldn't want you alone with a woman. That's not me, you know, but there's, I'm trying to think if there's scenarios, you know, when that would happen. Like you need to give somebody a ride home. No, I think, well,
0: yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think it's just, it's, we don't make rules based on the exceptions. We make rules based on the majority. Of the time right Mm -hmm. so you know yeah i don't think you should be trying to search to find the one objectionable situation (laughs) that might happen you know um but yeah i i find that one odd
1: no i don't plan to go dancing or to the movies or get ice cream with anybody but you babe okay so you don't have to worry about that
0: all right how about this this one We're going to talk about Mrs. Jones. (laughs) Don't be continually telling your wife what a charming woman Mrs. Jones is or how lucky Brown is in having a wife who can cook such dainty dishes. You can't expect her to relish having the good qualities of these other wives rammed down her throat. I like that one. So much. What do you like about that one?
1: Oh, I just, yeah, comparing me to another woman. Over and over and over again. That's that would that would tear down your wife pretty good. Mm -hmm. And there's one thing you know, that just those little digs. I mean, I think a lot of times where I, at least me, I'm pretty self conscious. I think I think we all are. I think way too much of myself. So, and then you start bringing up another lady. I'd I would not be happy. You'd see my my claws come out if he did that.
0: (laughs) We don't want to see that. All right, here's one that I do agree with.
1: Well, let's flip that one before you go on. Flip would you would you love if I, you know, kept talking about Mr. Oh. Jones and, you know, how how good he is with the with the children or how what a good carpenter that man is and would that bother you? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think you should be I think it's it's nice. It's difficult to not uh, acknowledge someone who's doing something really well with their family, you know, like if, um, you know, if one of our friends, uh, you know, and you're like, boy, I really like how, um, you know, Nate is, um, you know, doing this for his family, for his girls, you know, and, um, you know, for his young boys, you know, he's really, he you know, does bible time with them you know every night of the week and that's so perfect and you don't do those things so you should you know you should be more like you know i think there's ways to encourage that without um without making it like a belittling session right i think you can sometimes just use those those good things to really just kind of you're really just hoping to tear down your husband versus actually inspire change
1: But how could you inspire change, though? I think that's so hard. I mean, I just usually pray about it. And
0: I think for me, you can tell me once, and I'll generally remember those things. Are you sure? (laughs) And you know, if you keep saying it, or you keep saying it, you keep boy, really. Or maybe you should, um, you know, ask that other person's, you know, wife of like, hey, maybe your husband could talk to my husband about these things.
1: Mm, I never thought of that, you know, going through the other wife. I really
0: like Dave to, you know, I really like what you all are doing as a family and how your husband's leading. You know, I see that that's admirable, you know, that's great for your family. I'd like my family to do more of that, Mm -hmm. you know, and try to make the connection and the, um, make the other family aware of like your intentions to try to do that Mm -hmm. and, you know, help them maybe, have those conversations instead of it coming from you. Now it's coming from someone else.
1: Yeah. I find that's very helpful when, uh, yeah, it doesn't come from me. (laughs) (laughs) It stings
0: differently. Um, okay. So you're not going out with another man. I'm not talking about Mrs. Jones. And how about this one? Don't flirt with other women. Okay. Right there. Stop. That is great advice for any man who is married or in a very committed relationship.
1: What is flirting?
0: I think we, I don't think no, we you need should. to define what flirting. Is, yeah, I want to know. Flirting is seeking the approval and the attention of another female.
1: Mm, so like cute little jokes and things. and Yeah. Yeah, I'm just curious. I just wanted you to define it.
0: I did. Yeah. I think I did a pretty good job of defining that in the moment.
1: I don't know, the audience will have to let us know.
0: Anyway, don't flirt with other women. Your wife may or may not be jealous, but she will certainly despise you if you do.
1: And her <laughs>
0: <laughs> What do you mean by that?
1: I would despise a girl if she was flirting with my husband.
0: Oh, you're 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 already thinking of uh going on the offense and defending your
1: yeah, I'd be mad. Yeah. I usually get pretty upset uh, when anybody talks to you.
0: <laughs> there you go. If you see me in the hallway at, at a sporting event, don't come up if Julie's around. <laughs> it's um. not
1: always true. It just depends <laughs> on who you are. Uh, I guess. Uh, I don't know. Just know I'm always watching. So, <laughs>
0: Wow. I love the jealousy. Um, yeah. No, yeah, I, I just think I think that's that's wise. That's wise. Um, Nothing to add there. So, yeah, your wife may or may not tell you she's jealous, but she is, and she's certainly despising you. Uh, for
1: but is there a way uh, that you could be opening up to allowing women to flirt with you? Like, you know what I mean? What? Not. I'm not talking about you personally. I'm just talking about like. I don't know. It's hard finding that balance between like or just a really you know just a peppy person. Like sometimes yeah. you can be so stone faced that like you're not even friendly, but you're just. It's almost like a safeguard. To, you know, know, people like you just don't want to invite that at all versus just you're friendly, like for you, you're friendly. Yeah, I've come
0: across these these ladies in the past, right, that are just kind of just happy. go They're just fun, always energetic, kind of laughing. You know, you're in a circle or something and they're engaging and they're whatever. I think where it draws a line is sometimes those same people have a tendency to kind of be a little bit more touchy. Right. Like when they're making a joke, if you're standing next to them, they're putting their hand on your arm or, you know, as soon as that happens as a man, you should be very on guard and saying, hold on, that's that's not okay." Right. Like Mm -hmm. uh, just that 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 made me feel this way or that made me feel maybe a little bit more included or like maybe she is recognizing me. Right. And as men, I think we 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 like feeling that way. Mm -hmm. Um, And if your wife, frankly, hasn't been affectionate you know kind of playfully like that it can be it can feel kind of good right it Mm -hmm. can make us feel like oh i've still got it you know and that's a dangerous road so i think it's really important just to be mindful of that right Mm -hmm. and be on be on guard
1: yeah because i don't want to come off as just this mean witchy person all the time i want to be funny but i also like need to have like stand. you know like that was a good example Mm -hmm. with the touch and
0: like if the conversation's just linger and they just last and they're just kind of going on and on and somebody should just exit. Yeah.
1: <laughs> be like, "I'm out."
0: Like you're just kind yeah, of hanging around a little bit too long.
1: Yeah. Hit the road, sucker. I'm married. <laughs> that was random. <laughs> I've never heard you say that ever. <laughs>
0: Well, we've done a little laugh in the end, so hopefully that's been joyful. You have any did we, did we even
1: cover the topic we were going to talk I about? Know. I don't even remember what you said you were going to name this. What you say?
0: Taking a stand, protecting your marriage.
1: Okay. Did we cover that? We totally went on a rabbit trail. Oh. We talked about jealousy. Yeah. There's so many, So much. Keeping the marriage bed pure.
0: Mm-hmm. Getting rid of uh, pornography and temptations there.
1: Yeah. And yeah, there's so much more to this we could probably talk about, but... Yeah, we'll keep it at that because, you know, you don't have all day to listen to us chit chat.
0: But if you do, maybe we should, I don't know, maybe we should do a, uh, like a marriage conference or something someday.
1: Oh, I, I don't know about that. Maybe. <laughs> I am not that gifted.
0: We could. We could. I you think know, we totally could.
1: See what the Lord has planned for us someday.
0: If you would be interested in hearing about Dave and Julie's marriage and I'm sure, um
1: and others maybe? and
0: others, you the know, panel. putting a panel together, maybe attending a weekend marriage conference, laughing a lot, eating some good food, having some serious conversations, kind of like what we're doing here. Um let us know. That might be something that fun that we could leverage the podcast audience together towards, but Anyway, that's enough for this episode. Let's wrap it up. Thank you for joining me, Julie. I love you. And this has been fun. You're just going to give a thumbs up. You're not going to say goodbye to the audience. This is
1: time. This is, yeah.
0: Outtakes. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening. See you on the next episode.